Hey ladies, welcome to the final episode of season one of Dark Feminine Love. This is Leslie Tavernier, your host, and I'm also a dark feminine love coach for women who are anxiously attached to a dark masculine man. And I have a very special guest for you today. <laughs> Before we enter into the winter solstice for 2023, we're going to close this out with my dark masculine man. His name is Carl E. Stevens Jr., also known as Rakem Sekou. And I'm going to now ask him to introduce himself to us. Peace and blessings. My name is Carl E. Stevens Jr., spiritual name Rakem Sekou. I am a metaphysician, a priest, and a relationship guru. So I've been talking relationships and metaphysics for about 20 years, teaching it through my mystery school at mysteryschool.live. And I've supported thousands of people over the years, thousands of women in terms of supporting their relationships, uh, thousands of men in terms of building their kingdoms. So that's who I am, what I'm about. I've written a number of books, created a number of products and applications to support this work. And I'm glad to be here, Leslie. Thanks for having me. You're so welcome. I'm so excited to have you. And this is such a great topic that we're going to be diving into um, because like there's so much um, there's so much fear and confusion tied to this. And I'm so excited that we're going to help to bring some clarity to my audience on this topic. So it's a question that we're going to be addressing. And the question is, does having sex with more than one man. So we're talking about heterosexual women here on this on this show. Does having sex with more than one man make a woman spiritually unclean? So I'm going to give some context to this before I have you answer or share your perspective on that question. And I want to say that first, I, I put the word spiritually in there because I'm not really going to be addressing STIs or STDs. So like gonorrhea chlamydia like we're not really talking about that we're talking about more of the the energy the uh, spiritual uh, contamination interference what have you that's what we're really going to be addressing on this call and so to give some history to this i've i've come across a number of women on social media as well as people that i know years who who i consider to be spiritual or they they say that they're spiritual meaning they're very sensitive to energy many of these women consider themselves to be empaths many of these women are psychic in fact uh there was a, a man that i used to be really good friends with a few years ago and he was polyamorous he was very tantric himself he he had multiple women and i remember him telling me that one of the women that he was with she was very psychic and um she always knew she always knew when he had sex with another woman without him telling her anything and not only that but she knew like actual details about the the women that he was with that she could not have known had it not been for her psychic abilities and and also i remember many years ago when i was talking to one of your partners um you know she had said to me that she could feel you know, when when a woman that you're with is in heat, like she could literally feel when a woman is excited about you and about to make love to you, even if she's thousands of miles away. And so I say that to say that there are a lot of women that that are they're very, very sensitive. And some of these women are saying, look, I'm so sensitive to energy 
that I can't be with a non-monogamous man and I can't be with multiple men. I have to do monogamy in order to, to maintain the, the, the purity of my channel, the, the clarity of my channel. Like I can't do this polyamory, whatever shit. I have to do monogamy in order to be pure and clean. So what are your thoughts on that, Rakim Sikh? Okay, so the question is, Is does having sex with multiple men mm -hmm. make a woman spiritually unclean? Yes. There's a lot to unpack with that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you, know, it's, you know, the bottom line is, this goes for anything. Okay, mm -hmm. if I'm not prepared for, you know, playing a sport, if I'm not prepared for going into a business meeting, if I'm not prepared for going into a relationship, whether it's monogamous or polyamorous, if I'm not prepared to have sex, even if, if that's my only sex partner for my entire life, if I haven't had the training, if I don't have the understanding, if my vibration is not where it needs to be, if I don't have mastery over these particular things that we're talking about, then yes, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Having sex with multiple men or going into business with somebody who I'm not prepared for or living in a certain city or being a part of a certain group can make me spiritually unclean. What mm -hmm. your audience needs to understand, what people need to know, is that what we're talking about here is, do you have power over your sexuality? Do you own your sexuality? Mm -hmm. If you're a woman who owns your sexuality, then no, having sex with multiple men is not gonna make you spiritually unclean. Why? Because you understand what sex is. Mm -hmm. You are in the driver's seat when it comes to who you choose as your partners, when it comes to, you know, what takes place sexually and intimately with that particular man or those men, you're making sure that you're getting energy and getting benefit from that experience. You understand how to maneuver the situation and how to channel energy from this individual to you and back to him and then back to you. So if you don't have any mastery over your sexuality, then sex period, whether it's with one man for the rest of your life or multiple men is absolutely dangerous. The issue in our culture is that women don't have the training about their bodies. They don't understand how powerful they are as sexual beings on the planet. And so they go into these relationships and these sexual encounters in complete ignorance of who they are and what this is really about. You know, too many women have this concept that we see in movies and our society, which is the fantasy of relationships, which is a man coming in and swooping in and sweeping you off of your feet and just giving you the absolute world and making you absolute happy no matter what you do or any of that kind of stuff. There's no real narrative on our society around accountability and mastery of self, mastery of the feminine energy within you, master of your ability to create your life and manifest your life out in the world. Mm -hmm. So yeah, for the women who don't have mastery of self, for women who think sex is a sin or something they should, they should feel bad about or ashamed about, for women who believe that the man should be in charge of making them happy, that the man is in charge of the sexual experience, for any woman who believes those things, those narratives, then yes, she's an absolute danger, whether she has sex with one man or she has sex with multiple men. 
Now, let me address when you said spiritual. Mm-hmm. You know, again, most people don't understand what that means when we say spiritual. Wow. When we talk about spirit, what are we talking about? We're talking about the light within you, your light body, your your the energetic aspect of who you are as a human and divine being on the planet. We're talking about that part of you that's separate from the gross physical part of your body, that material part of your body, right? We're talking about that part of you that when you go to sleep at night, leaves your body and then goes to other worlds and dimensions and travels and is free. See, but that part of your body is still conscious. So when you dream, you are still conscious no matter which world or dimension or scenario or environment you find yourself in. So the question is, well, how do I master that part of myself? Can that part of myself be tainted in some kind of way? Hmm. And the truth is, no, that part of yourself can never be actually tainted. Your spirit's going to be what your spirit is. The real question is, do you have any kind of understanding of your spirit, of your spirit body? Do you have any mastery of your spirit? So when you're making love to a man, for example, are you able to allow your spirit to flow into his? Are you allowed? Are you allowing your spirit to actually engage in the sexual act? Or are you just purely a physical being? Like like one of my, you know, uh, Tantra elders who I have a lot of respect for. He died a number of years ago. His name is Master Sunyata Saraswati. He's the author of the book, The Jewel in the Lotus. And he would say most human beings in today's Western society have sex. And it's basically mutual masturbation. So there is no spirit involved. There's complete detachment from the spirit, complete ignorance of the spirit. And so really there's no awareness of it. So most people are just detached from themselves as spiritual beings anyway. So therefore, most of the choices that they make are going to be damaging to that relationship between their conscious mind and their spiritual body and their energy and their vibration and their inner light. So that's what it's really about. It's not about multiple men or multiple women or one man or one woman. Those things are besides the point. If I have control over myself, if I understand the the various components that go into who I am as a complete being, energetic, material, conscious, willful being, then yes, I can engage with as many people as I want and I can make every single one of those engagements absolutely amazing Mm -hmm. and beneficial to me and to them. But without that knowledge and understanding, everything on on the planet is dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. So l- let me let me point this back to you because you know, I'm hearing all the spiritual women in my head because <laughs> most of the women who follow me and, and choose me as their mentor, you know, they consider themselves to be spiritual. So they think that they're, you know, above average in, in terms of understanding sexuality and so forth. So when you're saying spiritual or preparation to really be in your spiritual power, I'm going to ask you to, to, to really share more about that from your perspective, because I remember many years ago, I asked you the question, you know, how many women have you slept with? And at the time you said to me, well over 200 women. And I was like, 
like what like okay so how like what does it look like to have such mastery over yourself that you could have sex with well over 200 women and not feel like you're going crazy so in terms of the the level of mastery i would feel about myself where i could have sex with multiple 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 women and not feel like i'm going crazy first of all the sexual experience for me is a beautiful thing like again in western culture for some reason well i know the reason why but people think sex is this bad thing or this risky thing or you, you know what I mean? Like, no, sex is absolutely beautiful. It's two human beings coming together to share on the absolute deepest level possible and to be vulnerable with each other and to travel together and to embrace one another and to just be connected in a way that you really can't in any other scenario. So again, my perspective as a spiritual being, as somebody who has mastery over my body, over my spirit, who understands the makeup of you know, myself as a man, as a spiritual being. No, I mean, sex is absolutely amazing. So what happens when you're in that consciousness as a man or a woman, you'll end up attracting a number of people to you who want to connect with you in a sincere and organic way. So it's a joint experience where we're both sharing together. We're both sharing with one another. And it's feeding me on every single level. It's feeding the partner I'm with on every single level. That's why I end up being with multiple, multiple women because they want to continue to feel that healing energy. They want to leave that sexual experience feeling better than they did when they came in. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens when they connect with me. They feel elevated. They, they see a man who is allowing them and supporting them and expressing themselves organically, whatever that might look like, who is supporting them in taking ownership over their orgasm. Mm -hmm. Not me giving them an orgasm, but them taking ownership and control and learning to manage and bring forth their own sexual pleasure. So I'm I'm believing the empowerment of women. That's what what I teach. I believe in the empowerment of the human being. So yes, I can have multiple multiple sex partners over the course of my life, but I because I have mastery of self. I understand why I'm attracting all these women to me. And I understand how to engage with these women so that we both have a very healing and nurturing and amazing connected experience together. So again, my view of what sex is is different than what the average person who's, who's looking at, it, especially those who come from a Christian background who believe sex is basically a sin especially if you do it outside of wedlock. And, you know, that's just the cultural narrative in modern, in, in our modern society. So really this is about, you know, mastery of self. It's about understanding what are these things? What is sex? What's the purpose of it? Sex is the primary way that we as human beings bond and connect with each other. It's also the way we create metaphysically and psychically and physically, 
And so we need to embrace these tools for what they actually are and leave the old school narratives behind because they're damaging to our psyche. We are sexual beings. Our sexuality is directly tied to our spirituality. So if I have any shame around my sexuality, then I'm by definition damaging my spirituality. So we need to kind of get these things together so that we can be free and be powerful. But right now, mo most of us are in captivity. We just don't understand life. And we're running away from the very things that are put here on the planet to feed and nurture us and to support us in connecting with each other. I got to play a little devil's advocate because I, I want to make sure that my listeners get what they want from this dialogue. And so many spiritual, quote unquote, people are saying, OK, I hear that sex is sacred, yada, yada. But if I'm if I'm having sex with a man and that man had sex with another woman who I don't. I don't I don't like her her characteristics. You know, she has negative qualities, negative characteristics. And he has had sex with her. He has exchanged saliva with her. He may have put his mouth in her crotch. They had intercourse. He put his semen in her. Like all kinds of things took place. All kinds of bodily fluid and DNA has been exchanged. And now her energy is in his field, his energy field. And so now I'm making love to this man. And instead of just feeling him, I'm feeling her too. So how are women supposed to deal with that? Well, in a scenario where a woman is picking up on the energy of other women that the man has been with sexually, you know, she needs to understand that, you know, you're attracting a whole being to you. Like none of us are autonomous beings from the standpoint that we're not carrying the energy of other people with us every single day. We're carrying the energy of the air we breathe, of the food that we eat, of the people that we talk to, associate with, the energy of the videos we watch on Instagram and TikTok, you know, the energy of our choices, the energy of our thoughts, all these things. When you combine all those things together, that's the man that you are attracted to, including his choices of who he wants to connect with. That's what makes him who he is, is the fact that he's choosing to connect with the particular people that he's choosing to connect with. What, you, what the women need to understand is that's why you're attracted to him because of who he is, including his choices and his connections. It's only because of Western society and the narratives that are put out there that you believe somehow that this individual is supposed to be only for you. <laughs> Again, that's part of us not being initiated from childhood into adulthood, where we believe we actually own another human being, that we own their genitalia. And that's just not the case. What the case is, is that we're dynamic beings. We connect in a myriad of ways with a myriad of people. And all those connections go into making up who we are as complete beings. And... So that's number one. Number two is you should not be adversely affected by another woman's vibration. If you have mastery of self and mastery of your sexuality, 
other women's vibrations are not this negative thing. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like we look like like these people over here are bad and these people are good. That's not the way life works. Hold on, I got life works is energy is energy. Dude, and gotta... all energy can be used to support you in feeding yourself. Yeah, go ahead. Because okay, I have to, I, I don't um I'm not big on celebrities. I'll just start with saying that. But <laughs> Let's talk about, let's bring celebrity into it because this can possibly help people to uh, understand better what you're saying. So you're saying that that when a woman is attracted to a man, she's attracted to all of him. And, and that includes all of the women that he his, is choosing or is going to, well, let's just say is choosing or has chosen to have sex with. So how does that work in a situation with like Cardi B who uh, apparently has found out that her her husband has cheated again. And allegedly, I, I don't know for sure if this is the case, but allegedly he cheated on her with a woman that she hates, <laughs> you know, a woman that she fought with over him, a woman that she ended up, you know, pleading guilty to assault. You know, like there's a lot of negative energy between Cardi B and this woman. And so allegedly, her husband went and had sex with this woman again. And so how how is a woman like Cardi B supposed to enjoy sex with her husband going forward should she choose to do so, given that he may have had sex with a woman that she despises? Yeah, so in terms of how does a woman like Cardi B, for example, move forward with having sex with her husband Offset, who, who's had sex with a woman that she hates, that she despises. Let's let's back up for a second. First of all, because I just did a post on on Cardi B on my Instagram, and I used her as an example of a woman who was not inside of her goddess consciousness yet, meaning she's not elevated spiritually and she's not a master of her own sexuality. Okay. Now, how do we know that? We know that by how she functions with offset when things come up right so instead of using her power spiritually to create her life she's attempting to coerce and manipulate and publicly shame him as a way to make him do what she wants him to do so that's the first sign of a woman being outside of her power right that's the first sign of a woman being outside of her her mastery of self right because she's not using any of her feminine energy in order to shape the relationship and marriage to be what she desires it to be. And I understand a lot of your audience probably doesn't really understand everything I'm saying about that, but that's number one. You know, this assumption that all women automatically are inside their power is not true. So if you're not inside your power and you're not inside your higher consciousness, then what are you going to attract? You're going to attract men who are not in their power who are not in their higher consciousness and who function like this, who cheat on you, who don't lie, who lie to you about who they are and what they're about. Okay. That's number one. Number two. Number three is in addition to her not being in her power, she also hasn't cultivated any kind of real relationship with her husband, meaning that he does have obviously certain deficiencies as a man certain desires as a man and he doesn't feel he can go to his wife and talk about those things in other words there are husband and wife 
you know, who are together and they're able to discuss almost everything that each other is feeling and discuss those things, find resolutions for those things, you know, even find solutions that will work for both parties, you know. It doesn't mean that the solution is that the husband gets to go have sex with somebody else, but he he confides and talks to his wife about how he actually is feeling. And together as a unit, because they've cultivated that kind of relationship, then they discuss how it should go. Now, how should Cardi B possibly have sex with Offset in the future based on what he did? Well, first is to gain some sexual mastery and to gain some mastery of self. You need to understand, Cardi, why did you attract this man into your life? Why were you drawn to Offset when another, a number of other people could look at him and, and know without a question that he's not qualified for marriage, that he's not inside of his masculinity, that he is still immature as a man, that he still doesn't really have an understanding of self, that he doesn't have the kind of fortitude to show up for her in the way that she needs, especially through all the trials and tribulations that she's gone through historically, even before him. So why does she attract him into her life? If she doesn't understand that and have some type of, of grasp on how she attracted him and why she connected with him and why she's having the issues that she's having, then no, she's not going to be able to get past the fact that he had sex with other women. You understand? Especially a woman that he hates. So first she has to do the self-work, the spiritual work, if she wants to go ahead and do this. But she should do that self-work either way. After she's done the self-work, then she'll see the reflection, meaning the vibratory alignment. What a lot of people don't understand is like you're not with your partner because you're out of alignment with them. You chose this particular mate because they are your vibrational match. They are your energetic match. They are your consciousness match. Now, I know people don't want to believe that. We all want to believe that we're at a higher elevation than our partners, especially when they're acting up or not doing what we want them to do. But the truth is, the way the universe works is it's mathematical, okay? Which means everything happens based on a series of formulas. You cannot attract anything into your life, whether it be money or prosperity or a relationship or a partnership or good sex or whatever, if you're not a vibrational alignment to it. So the question is for Cardi B, how are you a vibrational alignment to offset? Or how, or how were you? And let's understand that. Let's heal that part of yourself since you're saying you don't want to do that anymore so that you can actually elevate. And the elevation, again, once you're elevated, then you can either choose to have sex with him again and, and, and heal that relationship or you can move on to somebody else. Again, my thing is I'm not here to question people's choices. I am a metaphysician, which means I'm just here to show you why you attracted what you attracted, why things are showing up in your life the way they're showing up. Again, the problem with Western culture is people want to separate themselves, their energy, their choices, who they are consciously from what's happening in their life. No, you don't, you're not experiencing drama in your marriage, Cardi, because you're somehow disconnected vibrationally or spiritually from offset or this situation. No, this is, this is what aligns to who you are. If you want to change it, then we need to do some work. So no, I wouldn't tell Cardi to go 
automatically have sex with Offset. I wouldn't tell her to get back with Offset. I would say, look, you need to do some work because you don't you don't seem to understand who your husband is. You don't seem to understand who you are. Let's figure that out. And if you look at Cardi B's history, not just in this relationship because he's cheated before, but her prior relationship, very abusive, really, really low vibrational men. You understand? And so she has a history of choosing men who don't honor the goddess within her. So we need to heal that and help her understand that so she can move forward. Amazing. Uh, Queen Afua. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of African-American women and, and black women throughout the diaspora. And she uh, was recently interviewed on YouTube she has a, a video posted on YouTube where she was interviewed and she was saying, hey, look, um, and, and other spiritual people have said this similar thing. They've said that, okay, if a man is having sex with multiple women, he can pretty much get away with it. Like it's, it's not really going to harm him. But the woman, because she has a womb, you know, because she's the receptacle, because she's the one receiving the semen, um, in her mouth or in her vagina or in her ass or whatever, she's receiving that. So if she's having sex with two, three, four, five, six, seven different men, and they are inserting their semen, their DNA, their hostility, their toxicity into her body and leaving that into her body, like leaving it inside of her. <sighs> Queen Afua and many other spiritual influencers say that that woman is going to go crazy. What say you, Barkham? Well, yeah, like I said before, in, in terms of the question, you know, will a woman go crazy if she's having multiple, multiple sex partners and these men are ejaculating inside of her and all these types of things? And absolutely, because she doesn't have the spiritual mastery, the sexual mastery, right? So in, in the cases where the women are doing that and there's no knowledge of self, there's no understanding of feminine energy and how powerful it is and how it can be used to take this energy from the men and use it to heal herself and to energize her manifestations. If she doesn't understand that, then absolutely, like she's she's opening herself up to possibly you know not benefiting from those experiences you understand so of course that's possible just like it's possible like i've seen women who again they've only had one partner and they've just gone completely nuts you know they've had one partner for years and an example i'll use so people can go look it up is Derek Jackson's wife. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like she's married and she was married to him and loyal to him. And they were together for years. I don't know how long, maybe over a decade. They had children, everything. And because she had no mastery of self, because she didn't have mastery over her sexuality, that relationship drove her nuts. When you look at a lot of women today, You'll see them leaving marriages and relationships because those marriages are not feeding them. And they're only with that one man, that one husband. 
but they're saying this situation is draining me. And there's a number of reasons for that, right? But the bottom line is any situation, like I told you before, can be dangerous if you don't have mastery of self. Now, going back to what Queen Afua said, I mean, that's just, you know, I, ha I have an issue with women or men advising people on things where they don't have demonstrated mastery and experience. So if, if I saw her in a situation where I could see, yes, I could see how what she's saying is true based on how she's actually living her life. Like she's cultivated a 30, 40, 50 year relationship and she can show the people this is what it looks like. Then yes, absolutely. But for people who are talking about relationships and talking about sexuality and you have no recent, like the last 20 years track record yeah. of even indicating that you're sexually active, <laughs> then no, I can't, I don't condone that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I can't condone somebody who was giving women and men this kind of advice. Now, to the other point, that men are not affected, that is absolutely not true. First of all, as a woman, you are built to receive a man. So even if he is leaving his essence behind, you have all of the biological and physical things required to turn that into energy and a benefit and value for yourself, period. Okay. Number two, men are equally affected by having sex with women. Women are so powerful. Okay. Their feminine energy is so powerful that they can affect the psyche of a man. And again, when I talk with women about how to attract a partner and then also how to essentially manage your relationship, we're using that feminine essence, that feminine energy as a way to support her man in showing up in the way that she desires him to show up. In other words, when I teach women this information, I'm helping them understand that as you're having sex with this man, your essence is penetrating every single part of his body, mind, and soul. But if you don't understand that, i.e. don't have mastery of self or mastery of your sexuality, then you think you're just getting fucked. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? And that's not an elevated way to look at sex or connection. No, you are absolutely affecting him in the same degree and quantity that he's affecting you. And to think that somehow he's got some kind of advantage over you sexually is completely and totally ridiculous. I mean, have you not looked at the female body? You know, like my wife Kenya would always say, she said, women can have sex every day, all day for the rest of their lives. I mean, they can have sex for hours upon hours upon hours. They can reach multiple levels of orgasm and different types of ejaculation, not just out of their vagina, but through their breasts and just 
I mean, there's so the, the female body is so sexually powerful, so sexually rich. This whole notion that they are somehow at a disadvantage sexually is ridiculous. And it's toxic hmm. to teach little girls that you are somehow this inept being that has to watch out for the superior male and his sexual prowess and what he can bring to the table and, and the penis. I mean, what are we talking about? That's the issue with this culture. We have got to understand who we are as human and divine and spiritual beings. Okay, this whole concept that, again, and I understand, I've heard it before, people putting these narratives out there about women watch out when the man ejaculates in you, he's leaving behind all, whatever. A woman in her power turns turns that into, you know, increased immunity. <laughs> she turns, she takes all the intelligence of that man that's in that DNA, all the intelligence of every single woman he's ever been with that's in that DNA, all the intelligence and immunity and, and you know, power from his mother and his grandmother. <laughs> she takes all of that and turns it into something that she can use to become a goddess on the planet. What are we talking about with this stuff? Like learn about real spirituality. You, you, otherwise, you're living a life where you are a perpetual victim running away from all these fake and phony and pretend dangers. No, women, your power. You could take a little bit of semen and bring forth a human being. I mean, what are we talking about? You are absolutely not in any way, shape, or form the sexually weak, weaker species. <laughs> That's ridiculous. No, a, a man can affect a woman in a myriad of, myriad of ways, including healing her or breaking her down. And a woman can do the exact same thing to a man. He can, she can heal him or she can break him down and drive him absolutely crazy where he's out in the streets, butt naked with a flashlight trying to find her in the daytime. You see what I'm saying? Like, so we gotta, we have to cancel these narratives out. They're toxic. They're not true. And they're damaging to the psyche of men and women and children. It, I think a lot of it might be tied into some of this religious stuff, but I don't know where it comes from, but it's, it's a problem in our society for sure. I'm going to switch gears a little bit, Rakem Seku, because this is another thing that uh, a lot of my followers and clients are, are finding themselves challenged with. And so they're involved with what I refer to as a dark masculine man. The term that you use is the womb choice. And a lot of these men are non-monogamous. Um, they're not necessarily eth ethically and openly non-monogamous, but they are non-monogamous. And um, even though the majority of these men are non-monogamous, whether openly or they're lying about it. In most cases, from what the women are telling me, these men do not want their woman or women to have sex with another man. And in fact, many of them get angry if they even hear that she might even be thinking about having sex with another man. And in some cases, it, it even gets violent. So I would like to hear your perspective on, on these men who, who are in large part non-monogamous themselves, 
who do not want their woman or women to be with anyone else. What's what's going on with that? So <laughs> let's understand the dark masculine man and why he wants his woman to be exclusive to him, even though he's going to have sex with as many women as he wants. Okay. What your audience needs to understand is a number of things. One, men are negotiators, meaning we're going to negotiate the best possible deal we can. So if I, as a man, can have 30 women who are my partners and they're all exclusive to me, then I'm going to take it. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm going to take that. Now, I wouldn't personally take it because I don't I wouldn't want I don't want disempowered women around me. But what I'm saying is, you know, men are looking for the best deal they can't they can get. Now, why does why does the dark masculine male feel that he can get that deal? I just explained it to you because the women come to him completely and totally unempowered. So, Leslie, if you had a millionaire or, or a billionaire come to you and say, I just want to be with you and all that, you end up taking all his money. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Because you'll realize you're in control of that relationship. So your negotiation fee with him is going to be, look, I need a million dollars a month and I need this and that and that. And if you give me all that, then I'll be your woman. You understand? Because he's coming to you with no power. Okay. That's what's happening to the women who, with the dark masculine men, they come to him with no power. He sees that clearly. He's like, I can do whatever I want with her. I can leave her for five months, not say a word, and she'll still want me the same way. And she'll give me what I want, even maybe a little bit of trouble, whatever. But I can do whatever I want because she's not conscious. She's not in her, her spiritual power. That's part of the reason why she's with me is, is from a, a metaphysical perspective to wake that up. But she doesn't know that. So he's able to, by based on her behavior, understand that he can do whatever he wants and at the same time tell her you can't do whatever you want. That's a woman outside of her power. He's just negotiating. It's nothing personal. If you go to the car dealership, and the salesman says, well, you know, I, I'll give you this Ferrari for a hundred dollars. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, you'll take it. <laughs> Why? Because you negotiate it down to a hundred. He doesn't seem to know what he's talking about. He's got no power. So it's not a personal thing. It's women with no power, no awareness, not able to shape their relationships. And so he's going to take every single thing he can get. And on top of that, he's not initiated. He's not conscious. So he's also acting like a child and not understanding that by treating this woman in a certain way, he's not empowering her and therefore disempowering himself. He's not understanding how to uplift the feminine, how to honor the feminine. He's acting like a little boy and treating these women like his mother or big sister or auntie. And he's being abusive and he's being a spoiled brat and he's acting crazy. He's not in his masculinity. So that's the issue. You have to understand that 
you are on equal ground with every single man that comes into your life. You have to understand, well, why did I attract him? Which wound and trauma within myself is aligned to being treated like this, to being in a relationship where the man's not honoring the goddess within me? Who, who, again, you got to take a step back if you can. Take a step back from the situation or talk to a third party and say, look, how would you rate my my relationship with this particular man? Here's the details. And they'll tell you, I, I don't know, D minus, maybe F plus at best. Why are you doing this? And you and you, what you understand and realize that it's a trauma speaking. That's why it feels addictive. That's why you can't leave. Because your spirit is saying, we have got to come into our power. But the only way you come into your power is by healing the trauma. And you're not aware you have the trauma. So let me attract, let me bring this man into your life and show you the quality of your consciousness and vibration and spirit. So you can be with a man who's not going to respect you as a woman. He's not going to respect the feminine and who's not inside of his power not and not mature. So that's that's how we get on. That's how we got into these scenarios to begin with. Is a lack of self mastery. Yeah. Wow. You know, uh, a number of women have said to me that, okay, Leslie, I, I attempted to have a, a conversation with him about being with another man. And he went ballistic. <laughs> so like, what am I supposed to do? Like, I, like, I'm trying to tell him that I would like to be with other men, especially given the fact that he barely talks to me and we hardly spend any time together. And he has other women and he like, he doesn't even want to hear it. He's like telling me he's going to leave me if I sleep with another man. So what are women to do? So I'll give your listening audience a little jewel. Okay. In a scenario where she wants to be with other men, but he's denying her that access. What I suggest women do is call his bluff. Mm. Again, we're talking about you being inside your power. What I tell a lot of women, especially my clients, is that, look, he's full of it. He's crying like a child. He's throwing a fit, throwing a tantrum. None of that is real. Stand inside your power and live your authentic life. Stand inside your power and do what you need to do to make sure you are completely and totally fulfilled as a woman. And what you'll find happens is that, yes, he'll throw a fit. He might leave temporarily, which he's going to do anyway, and come right back to you. And guess what? He's going to accept the fact that this is who you are and this is what you're going to do. Remember, ladies, you have to operate within the consciousness of a queen. You are building and running a queendom. It's not his kingdom that you need to be worried about. You need to be focused on your queendom. He's a part of your queendom. So you need to function that way. And whatever you want to do, you should be able to do it. He's going to say no because he's a little child and he's going to negotiate. Ignore him. <laughs> Have passion for him. 
Understand that, yes, it's going to hurt him to know that you're with other men or entertain other men. Be there to support him through it and then go about your adult business. That's the key. But as a woman, you need to have the courage to do it. You have to be in your power to do it. You've got to know that, you know what? He's not with me out of sympathy. I must have a series of qualities that are beneficial and unique apart from other women as to the reason why he's with me. And if you don't realize that as a woman, i.e. not in your power, then you're going to be manipulated and controlled in these situations where you're not getting what you want. But all you have to do is bet on yourself. Say, I am a goddess. I am beautiful. I am powerful. I am valuable. And I can be me and have the relationships that I want. Period, point blank. That's my suggestion. Wow. That was so good. Oh, so good, Rakim. Wow. Ladies, you got to listen to this multiple, multiple, multiple times because this was like... Like this is not available anywhere else that I know of. Like the 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 energy that you bring, Rakem, is like, oh my gosh. Okay, all right. Moving on. Next question. Uh, we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. I just gotta like pull myself together. Hold on. Um. Okay. This is what I wanted to say. Okay. So I'm gonna share my perspective because we got your perspective. And I think it's also important for women to hear my perspective because I have been with a lot of men, um, especially during the three years that I did sex work full time. So I've been with um, well over 100 men um, of different ages, races, sizes, economical level, you name it. And, um, you know, most times I didn't use a condom. I didn't use a condom because I didn't want to. So I received a lot of semen, a lot of bodily fluids, like the whole nine. And, and it's, I'm not even going to say that all the men that I was with were, you know, spiritually advanced or super healthy or anything like that. Like, no, they, they had challenges, but like, I feel like, like the level of intelligence that I have in terms of my understanding of a wide variety of men is due to the fact that I had sex with a wide variety of men in a wide variety of ways. And I received all of that DNA from those men, which makes me a more intelligent woman. I have a deeper understanding and connection to white men than I ever had before I did sex work. Same with Indian men and Chinese men. See, before sex work, all I knew was a subset of black men but sex work allowed me to gain so much more knowledge and understanding of men, period, men in general. And so I don't see sex as like, oh, I, I got diminished, I got defiled, I got a, you know, made less of a woman because I had sex with over a hundred men. I, I feel that I've I've expanded, I've grown, I know more about men, I know how to connect to men. And, and I also feel that because I, I'm, I'm choosing to be in, on an elevated frequency, and I'll get into that in a second, uh, even if I, I'm still connected to all of those men that I had sex with, that's actually a good thing because as I elevate, they elevate. As I expand, they expand because we're still connected. So I think that's a beautiful thing. I don't think that that's a subtraction 
I don't think that that's diminishing anyone. So it's how you see it. And it's, it's the same thing, like what kept me on a high frequency doing sex work was the, 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 the consciousness that I chose to be in. So I talk a lot, Rakim, about T-A-R-A, which is an acronym to summarize what I used to feel good doing sex work. And that is trust. I trust that you love me. I trust that you want the best for me. I trust that you want to see me well pleased. I trust that you want me to orgasm. I chose that with every man. A, appreciation. I appreciate you. I appreciate the fuck out of you. I appreciate the money you're giving me. I appreciate the, 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 the way you talk to me. I appreciate how you praise me. I appreciate every fucking thing. I appreciate the fuck out of you. Appreciation is a super high frequency to have all the time, not just during sex. And then respect. If I did sex work with no respect for my clients, which, which is the case for a lot of sex workers, if I had no respect for these men, then yeah, it would have been a diminishing experience for both me and my clients. So I chose to respect them. And last but, but not least of all, actually most important of all was acceptance, which is I accept you as you are. So you could be a fat fuck. You could be over 300 pounds. You could be unhealthy. You could have a, a super tiny penis you could be out of shape. You could, you could, your politics could be different from mine. Like it doesn't fucking matter. Like I accept you as you fucking are. I chose those things. I chose to operate from those frequencies with all of those men. Now, did I do it perfectly? No, I did have some clients I didn't really like, but I chose it as much as I could. And because of that, I did not feel diminished by sex work. I did not experience STIs or STDs as a result of sex work. I actually grew and expanded. And I know more about men than the average fucking woman on this planet because I chose to do sex work. So I say that all to say, it's not like, I agree with you, Rakem. It's not the number of partners. It's, it's where are you in your consciousness? That's what really matters. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I really, I have a, a high level of regard and appreciation and respect for your, you know, sex work experiences, you know, because I was around you during that time in terms of us talking and stuff like that. And I felt like you were having an amazing experience. I felt like you were growing. I felt like you had mastery over those situations. You talked to me about a lot of your clients, and I really felt like you understood what was happening, and you understood the men, certain men that needed certain types of healing, and you understood how to get what you were trying to get out of the situation, and it just helped you be more sexually conscious. It helped you understand your feminine energy a lot better. And so I, I one of the things I really appreciate about you in terms of what you bring to the women that you talk with, especially when you talk about sexuality, especially when you talk about all these subjects that are that are hard to talk about, is that you have this practical experience. And I got a chance to witness you through that. And, you know, women don't understand how valuable that experience is. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, you come out the other end of that with so much more understanding of the masculine. So much more understanding of who you are, so much more understanding of what sex is, that you know you're able to teach it and, and talk about this stuff intelligently. So I, I really appreciate that about you. Um, you know, I felt it was a great experience. 
Um, a lot of women that I talk with who were in sex work or that kind of stuff, you know, it's a similar thing. They just have a, a perspective on the masculine that really supports them in building the life that they want and the relationships. And so, you know, I really think that supported you, Leslie, in doing the work that you're doing today. For sure, for sure. It played a pivotal role in the work that I'm doing today. And in, in retrospect, I can clearly see it. At the time, I, I may not have understood what was happening, but I get it now. Uh, before we close out, I wanna I wanna let my audience know about our two-on-one coaching. Uh, ladies, you do have the opportunity to get private coaching with Rakam as well as private coaching with me. However, you can get coaching with both of us at the same time. So that's what I mean by two-on-one coaching. And uh, so I wanna ask you, what do you feel are the best someone choosing to get coaching with both of us at the same time? Well, I feel the benefits of, of coaching with both of us is that you get both perspectives. So, you know, I have a very broad view on the feminine experience from my, you know, being with a number of women over the course of the years. You have that perspective on men. And we also share a similar philosophy about being empowered as a, as a human being, as a woman, and what that can yield you. And so I believe when you bring two people together who's got, who have both perspectives and they also have a, a metaphysical understanding and an appreciation for both masculinity and femininity, then we cover everything that needs to be covered. And you know, I have a lot of respect for you, Leslie, in terms of your perspective and how you coach. And I think you have the same thing for me. And I think together we're able to offer very powerful support and solutions for you know your clients out there and i'm going to add to that by saying that you know like <clears throat> the relationship between the dark feminine and a dark masculine is the most misunderstood dynamic in my opinion and for a lot of people it 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 it's a nightmare <laughs> it's a total fucking nightmare we usually refer to this as a trauma bond or codependency or whatever negative term and, and, and most people have no idea how to navigate this other than the, to just break up and leave, you know? But like the thing with us is we've experienced the, the, the lowest of the low, <laughs> the darkest of the dark. Like we have been as toxic as toxic can be, you know? Like we've been just like Cardi B and Offset, if if not worse. <laughs> uh, so we, we've, we've, move through the entire spectrum of like, I fucking hate you. Like you're you like, just like, like, just like absolute toxicity to like unconditional love and everything in between we've covered it. So, you know, when a, a woman comes to us and she's like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Like this relationship is so totally fucked up and I don't see any possible solution. And, you know, we can both say to her, well, like, like there's nothing you could say that could surprise us because we've experienced every every permutation of of fucked upness and and made it to the other side so we are more than qualified to support you in healing your anxious attachment healing your unworthiness healing your powerlessness 
and transmuting that into, into full feminine confidence so that you have what you want. There was a time when Rakim Sekou wanted nothing to do with me, like at all. There were many times he wanted nothing to do with me ever again. And we're still together. We're still here. We're still doing business together. We still love each other like more than ever. So I don't know of any other, I don't know of any other man or woman that, that can actually say that and can offer that, you know, what we're offering to women who are in this particular type of dynamic. Would you agree with that, Rakim? Yeah, I think the dark feminine is a specialized, you know, the dark feminine and dark masculine are specialized areas. And I don't know of anybody else who can really address it, uh, you know, from experience and, and from, you know, working with clients over the long term, uh, you know, different than or better than we can. So, Rakim, where can my listeners find you, follow you? Where do they go? Yes, you can find me at my school. I have two schools. Uh, one's called the Mystery School. So go to mysteryschool.live. Or you can go to Psalms, psal.ms. And you can find at the Mystery School a number of courses around goddess consciousness and, and building your queendom and those types of things. And at Psalms, you can find more of the spiritual work. You can also contact me directly and schedule with me directly at Carl E. Stevens Jr. Dot AS dot, um, me. Oh, so, okay. yeah, or, or email rockhamsayku at gmail. So any of those places is fine. Um, but yeah, feel free to reach out or contact Leslie to reach out to me as well. Yeah. <sighs> Rakim Sekou, I can't thank you enough for doing this final episode of season one with me just before the winter solstice. I really appreciate your time and energy and, and wisdom. And um, I'm so looking forward to coaching more clients with you. And um, I just appreciate you so much. Thank you for being on this call with us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, Leslie. Okay. Ciao, ladies. Bye. Bye.